Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Mike Garrigan podcast. My name is Mike Garrigan. My name is Murray. And we're your hosts for today's show. Uh, this is show two of ten. It is. In the Pillar of the Sun podcast series. So All welcome. Right. Yeah, welcome, everybody. And uh, with me today, of course, you, you, you've heard him already. Uh, my friend Murray is back. I am back. I've been out for a little bit, but I'm glad to be here. So thanks, Mike, for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Um, Who's this we? Well, you know, it's like are, me. Are you using like the royal we or? Uh, no, it's like me and Smitty and, okay. and yeah, yeah. everybody. Okay, I get it. Get it. And you. I'm just asking, you know, because I'm here to keep you on your toes. I'm, I'm kind of speaking um, on your behalf, too, when I do that. And so I noticed, you know, we're starting this new podcast series. And, and uh, what what's it all about? Why are you doing this? Well, what I was explaining last week was that um, mm-hmm. this podcast is a great way to promote the new record. Good record. Thank you. And... um so, you know, it's sort of like instead of going out on a big tour, mm-hmm. uh, we're just going to bring the songs to everybody via the web, via the podcast. And play and some live stuff. That's I guess. right. We're going to highlight some live shows. And, cool. and that's what we're going to do today. Um, do you think you're going to have like a theme for each show or is it sort of just whatever happens? Yeah, each show has a theme. Um, last week's theme, it was first songs. We talked about the first songs on like Malamander and yeah. Spring and those and, sorts of uh, first songs on, on the different records right. they played some different versions of, of things yeah that was cool um, I like that and today's show uh, is called Train Songs mm. all the songs today uh, focus on trains so yeah. really we're just going to be talking about yeah, Pullman basically. and Seminole Train um, right. Seminole Train from um, Pillar of the Sun and uh-huh. uh, briefly we're going to talk about um Pullman, the original Pullman Palace Car Dream, and why it is that right, some this song, A Seminole Train, took, well, it, it was left off of Return of Spring for a number of reasons, but uh, we're going to talk about basically the, the big overarching theme of this whole show, the series of shows, mm. why do some songs make it and some don't to, to recordings. Um, it's not just because a song is is good or bad. There, It seems to me with your work and the understanding of a lot of other musicians that it's really a matter of does the song fit the project? Yeah. Is that, that, yeah, that's what I think. I think that's generally how I work. Um, but anyway, let's, why don't we get into some material here? Let's, let's start it off with Seminole Train from Pillar of the Sun. Slinging weights and pulleys, slinging up and down. Children see and see, they don't understand much on the seminal terrain. You can ride forever in your Oh, 
burning out and high On the Seminole terrain You can ride forever in your heart On the Seminole terrain You can pick up Right where you left off recording thank you um, thank you there's obviously a lot going on there yeah um, there is I, I got some questions about okay some of the production choices sure um i don't i don't think they're wrong or anything but i just i want to know why you, okay you well know. you know you just... uh, so where where does that song come from well what's the story the story is um you know like i was sharing last week a lot of the songs that were on Pillar of the Sun were written in this response mm-hmm. to expand the catalog of music right. that was um, ready to be recorded for the return of spring. So uh, a lot of the songs are about newness, but maybe they weren't done in a, in a, in a certain light or maybe they hmm. had too much of an overarching theme. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about the song like Alphabet People and Snake Eyes. Those were yeah. written... Um, in 2011, right, right before, when you were finishing the record, is at, at that kind of what, what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's I, a, I get, I get you. Well, and in some with with Seminole Train, I remember I came up with this song, and it was 2010, right. and it was a year before Spring came out, and I had this idea for another detour record. I had already finished mm. Malamander, but uh, I had this idea to what if I did a project in mono? What's mono? Right, and um, I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll explain what, what mono is in a second. But um, what, what is mono? I had this idea to do a record called Monomer. Monomer. <laughs> I'll be songs in mono. So what, what do you mean by mono? That's just, 
It's when you use, um, well, stereo is two okay. uh, speakers, left and right. All right. And mono is one speaker just up the middle. Why would you do that? Well, the reason you would do a record in mono is, it, there's a couple of reasons. One is mm-hmm. an artistic one, but it's also a way to pay homage to how music was recorded in the okay. 60s. It's like um, a vintage thing, I guess. All the great music in the 60s yeah. was just done with the one speaker. And, and um, okay. mono is... There's less camera tricks involved. It's more about the songs, and it's more about impact, and it's all about depth. There's huh. no width or anything to okay. it, and it's it's just a different way to record. I guess so. Very archaic. and Definitely um, archaic. And the reason monomer was jettisoned, uh, there were two reasons. One, um, it didn't have the material to, to make it interesting, and two— That could be a um, problem, you know, if you don't have the material. Specifically with regards to Seminole Train, I already had another train song, um, yeah. the, the Pullman Palace Car Dream was uh, a marquee song that I was using at my live show. It made it onto the live record before spring came out and it really needed a studio version. So uh, that being the case, um, I didn't want to have two songs about trains on spring. Yeah, well, that makes sense. And the song was just left off until I could figure out a different place for it. And um, that reality was already clear to me. So monomer was this idea that, that never came to light. It might have some future down the road. Maybe. You might want to think hard about doing that because most people listen in stereo now that's so, true um just fyi well you can bro, you, you can know? still listen to a mono recording on a stereo no oh, well it's just different maybe maybe so after monomer was abandoned um how did how did seminal train end up on pillar of the sun well like i was saying last week um you know, yeah. once we did this big upgrade at the the studio with some software, it, was it became possible to um, sort of redress uh, yeah. recordings. And in the case of Seminole Train, everything was completely recorded, but we went behind some of the techniques mm-hmm. um, that were used on Come Alive. Right, that was good. And created really this um, really cool palette. Yeah. And um, we'll talk about the production choices after uh, we listen to, okay. yeah, let's 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 do some more music here. We're going to listen to the, the demos. Ooh. This is a little different demos uh, of Seminal Train, and we're going to listen to the monomer steromer versions of the, these songs. That's cool. Do you think um, I'll, I'll get a better idea of this mono stereo thing you're talking about? Yeah. Well, what I'll do, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut in. Uh, for the verses, uh, okay. we're going to hear uh, seminal train in mono, and okay, then in the cool. choruses, we're going to split to a big, weird stereo mix that I did nice. of these demos. So it should address some of your um, your questions, cool. I hope. Well, thank you. I'm a skeptic, but uh, I'm, I've been wrong before. So uh, let's hear it. Here's uh, the demos of seminal train. Oh, 
on the seminal train You can pick up right where you left off Turtle, ocean-sized Swimming hard and wide Lazy, laser lights Burning out and high On the seminal train You can ride forever in your heart On the seminal train You can pick up right where you left off actually hear it mm-hmm. what you're talking about i think that's kind of a cool idea thank you you know thanks you you could even do like the album one version in mono and then do like that crazy wacky stereo mix a whole nother version yeah and that's something it'd be really different you know kind of neat if you think about it that's something i thought about and um i just i didn't have the material mm-hmm. and it just seemed like kind of a strange archaic thing to really get excited about so Really listening to this song, you know, the demo form and then also the album version. Mm-hmm. The big question I have is about the, what happens in the middle of the song on right. the record. It's really cool, but I was wondering if you could explain yeah, right. why it changes into this. It's just different. You know, there's a lot of different things going on on that record. If you could just walk me through it. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the song is about um, really... Uh, these images uh, of, of children playing mm-hmm. and this idea of, of you getting onto a train and you can go back to being a kid. That's sort of right. what the song is about. Is that where, um, is that the origin of the yeah, song? Yeah, I'll, I'll explain the origin okay. uh, after the next track. But anyway, right, sorry. Um, the production-wise, uh, most of the song exists with this kind of 70s-style 
drum kit. Right, I hear um, that. Acoustic guitars, very organic and, and earthy yeah. and small. And then in the bridge, what happens is it switches over to an 80s sound. Everything mm-hmm. is very 80s. The drum sounds are very big. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. There's synth and there's some 80s guitars going on. And it's a way to pay homage to being a child of the 80s. I grew up in the 80s. Okay. Um, and that sort of idea of going back to my own childhood and how music sounded. And, you know, rather than do a guitar solo over the, the bridge lyrics, I, I had this idea to do this sort of gated drum solo. And yeah. um, I think it was it was pretty neat for me. Every time I hear it, I go, that's really cool. And I'm I'm glad I did that. I, and, think, um, I think it's cool. You know, I remember reading a lot of, in some of your production manuals, they yeah. say to, you know, never do gated drums anymore, but I think you did it in a I think so. I artistic mean, way. Yeah. And I, I like it too. I think it's neat. And anyone who, well, well you know, people if you don't like, like it, that's, stuff that's your problem, I guess. But well, I think it's cool. I think so too. And, and uh, another cool thing about this song is um, the main guitar is a 12 string. Re- oh, that really? Uh, which is something really? I, I haven't really been into using just because they take up so much space. But they're but, so uh, cool, though. Part of yeah. Pillar of the Sun's production rationale is to experiment with with tools that I have that I haven't uh-huh. otherwise used, like 12-string guitars. And I used uh, ribbon mics on the, on these guitars because yeah. they've been very brittle in the past. But how does a ribbon mic translate the warmth of a guitar? And it does a great job. So in, in that respect, it was a, as a learning yeah. tool. And even I, the idea I like the of okay, mics. Those are cool microphones. What do yeah. you do w- when you have all of these tools at your disposal? How do you use a '70s kit and an '80s kit in a song? And right. these are, song, are are ideas that I not only wanted to explore, but also yeah. because the results were so good, I wanted to share them. So there's nothing wrong with that. Particularly with Pillar of the Sun, there's been a lot of production gambling uh, yeah. on this record. I can I hear that. Um, I mean, there's things cra- crazy, are kind of wacky. wacky you really know, crazy sometimes. The songs that I've found that people like uh, tend to shy on the side of the more conservative tracks, yeah, which that's you know true. is something you, you do when you gamble. Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. Yeah. But how do you know if unless you try? Yeah. You know? Exactly. I mean, you know, and it's weird. The the comments I've read on on like Facebook mm-hmm. and some of your blog stuff is people have liked. You know, Shine On is obviously the undisputed heavyweight champion yeah, you know, of the is. record. Yeah, people uh, love that song. So. Uh, we've heard Water and Wine be a song that people like. Yep. Um, yep. Paper Staircase and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Come Alive were mentioned by name. They as, were, as far as I can tell, when I that, look at the that's correct. Facebook posts and the emails. Um, yeah, all the feedback has been about. But you, those know, you songs. don't hear people saying, you know, the Elephant Rides Again was yeah. their favorite track. And and for me, you know, me personally, uh-huh. someone who's been through it since from the beginning, that's my favorite song. Oh, cool! So, I'm glad. I mean, Thank you, Murray. I mean, I, I just that I like song too, but... is I. I mean, I don't know what you were thinking but it's it's out there bro i mean it's 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 a satellite you know what i'm saying yeah i do and we'll we'll do a um an elephant show um elephant songs or something um you know in a couple weeks but, can um, i um we got a couple mail yeah uh, from, can i do the mailbag yes El- mailbag okay, away we got, here's a letter let me just um do you have it did you print it, it? Okay, we got, i printed okay. this out here right. uh this this is from trevor and okay. trevor writes in how do do songs from Pillar of the Sun sound live, and is it hard to recreate a band sound with just an acoustic guitar? That's a good question. Um, it's been a challenge. You know, the part of the, 
the thing I've done, and the we, you know, I mentioned we're doing some live uh, show mm-hmm. uh, recordings on these podcasts, and we did six shows, and um, the first three uh, were with my friend Mark, and we did some duo songs. We we only did one song from Pillar of the Sun. We did uh, Out of My Mind. Mm. Um, That's good. But in the other three shows, I tried very hard to uh, perform these songs uh, on an acoustic guitar. And they they come out fine because they all start on the acoustic guitar. And the thing I do like about uh, the production process is that it makes songs... uh, It solidifies solidifies them. You know, and you you record them, you spend like, you know, a month on these songs each and you're singing them over and over again. It would only make sense that they just get more confident. Yeah. I think that's what I was looking for. They, they get more confident and and solid and confidence. Um, the only song that hasn't been performed from pillar of the sun live was, has been wicked light. Wicked light. That's a good Uh, track, you know, and wicked light got cut from the last set I did because we had, so many requests for other songs which was really great you know yeah. but um we had to, to cut them out so um that'll get played at a, another show and i'm i'm sure you did you know if what you said was true and i believe you um you had to have performed and recorded a version of seminal train is that correct i did um let's listen to it now here's seminal train this is from uh, a show i did at deep south in raleigh on november 2nd 2012 Flinging weights and pulleys Slinging up and down Children see and see They don't understand much But on the seminal terrain You can ride forever in your heart seminal terrain You can pick up right where you left off Turtle ocean size Swimming hard and wide Lazy laser light Burning out in high On the seminal terrain You can ride forever in your heart On the seminal terrain You can pick up right where you left Oh. 
growing life Engine number four Isn't sure Engine number three Look at me Thank you so much. So we've talked about um, the uh, origin of the song, like time-wise, where uh-huh. it fits in with everything. You know, right. it was written after Malamander and before uh, Return of Spring. That's and correct. The monomer thing. Uh-huh. And we talked about the production choices you made, which, mm-hmm. you know, that was cool. So what we haven't discussed yet with this song, and something I think I want to know mm-hmm. in... Um, your listeners would like to know is where, what is this song about? Okay. Uh, Seminole Train um, was was written after yet another uh, museum trip. Kind of like the one that brought rise to Pullman. That's correct. And and the situation was about the same. And mm-hmm. I, I wasn't in Pittsburgh. This time I was in um, Pittsburgh's sister city, Birmingham, another yeah. steel town. It's like steel. And I was at a museum and there was another train exhibit. And this one was on the Seminole train, which ran from, I think, Alabama to yep. Florida, hence the name. Yeah, it's in a history and book, I remember. I know. thought about, you know, wider about just the stuff that was in the museum. And I was with my um, nephews and, and niece at the time, and they're still my nephews and niece. <laughs> they, but they I, are, Mike. So stay on target. You know, I was with them, and I just see them as kids running around, and, and remembered what I what it was like when I was a kid. And yep. there was this train, and you put two things together, and that normally wouldn't mix, and then you have a song. That's kind of how I write. Right. You've, you've explained it to me as it's this process of collision. Yeah. Yeah. You take two things that don't belong together and you put them in the same room and, and what happens? So yeah, you put like this search for childhood songs that was going on with Spring and then some trains mm-hmm. again, just approaching the theme differently. I mean, Pullman right. is about my relationship uh, with, you know, with, in my marriage and just how you imagine living in a different time and mm-hmm. how some things would be exactly the same. You right. know? And, and this was more about childhood um, relative it's, to... It seems to me that Seminole Train was probably a better choice for the return of spring. In some ways, it, it, thematically it is, but I, I think, you know, if I'm going to weigh Pullman versus uh, the other train song, I'm going to go with Pullman being mm. the better of the two songs. I buy that. I do. And I don't dislike Seminole Train. I just think that Pullman anchors the record much better yeah. um, than Seminole Train would have. So 
I don't know, just didn't want two train songs on the same album, so that brought Ryan to the necessity for Pillar of the Sun. Right. And, you know, in some cases, I think, you know, we're going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite songs on Pillar of the Sun was Snake Eyes. Yeah. yeah. And the way I understand it was Snake Eyes was left off because of Return of Spring because it was too dark. That's right. It's and a downer. You know, it's yet, a dark, dark song. You know, it seems like it was rooted in sort of a really dark, I, uh, concept but, conceptually uh, I yeah can't wait to we talk about that song in more depth yeah and that's the idea is is when you when i make a record i, I want it to all mm-hmm. work together and you know sometimes songs are darker or lighter than they need to be yeah but all in all uh what i like to create are albums and right. i can hear, uh, Pillar I hear that. Of the sun is, is its own record in that respect um but all of those songs were left off of either malamander or spring for a reason and so um I hope that answers your question. It does, and I, I'm I'm starting to understand this record. This has been a fun little discussion because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I get to ask all the questions I want about this album. Right. But, um, so we should probably wrap it up. We're getting into the the you know the time. So uh, don't forget, you didn't tell people like your website or anything like that. So why don't you do that real quick? Oh yeah, um, MikeGarrigan.com is my website. I'm sure you you know that by now, but um. I can be on, found on the web at uh, MikeGarrigan.com. Um, I'm on Facebook. My Twitter handle is JimSteele1138. And uh, weather permitting and time permitting, uh, we'll be back next week. We may skip a week with it being the holiday and yeah, all. But, uh, I'm going to eat Anyway, be trip. well, and uh, we'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Just the same I would love you just the same 